When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So nothing quirky for us this week. I don't think so. I think I've run out. Oh, do you know... Wait, I've got something. Do oh. you know the riddle of the Sphinx? Oh, no, I don't know the riddle of the Sphinx. Because I know... I solved it. I We so- had to... So we... Um, in, in English, we're reading Salman Rushdie's Midnight's Children. Don't read it. It's terrible. <laughs> I hate it. It's all about, like, spirits and souls and stuff, and it's no good. Um, that's not really what it's about. It's about Indian partition. And then we're comparing it to, like, Yeats poetry, and then they mention... And have the, you got to read the whole thing, Midnight's Children? Or can yeah, you get a, a study I mean, notes or something? No, you've kind of... Well, you can do that, but it doesn't make as much sense you're as if you've read the... It. I've finished it now. Wow. Well done. But then I didn't. I kind of skimmed some bits, and so now I'll read in detail the bits that I'm going to write about. But maybe this was about Yeats poetry, which is the other half of the course. I don't know. Anyway, to pass the Sphinx or to get into the place or something, I don't know. You have to solve this riddle, and no one could do it. So it's what has four legs, then two legs, then three legs, then none. A table. What, how, <laughs> don't just say stuff. <laughs> what is it? No, oh, it's actually, no, wait. Strike that. Oh, well, you see, that's why I said a table. Because no, no, no. What me. starts on four, then two, then three, then zero. This will be, this is the life cycle of something or other. Um, so it'll be the life cycle. Is, is it like, um, four? see, I was thinking it was like a human being because you crawl for a bit. Am I right? Yeah, human, yeah, man. So, but I, I was, and that took like fifty years to well, not fifty years, like forever to solve. Like no one could do it, and then this one guy did it or something. But I thought that was well, quite easy. Yeah. What's the three legs then? Um, two legs that you're walking on, and then a walking stick. We've solved the riddle of the mm-hmm. Sphinx. I think we can go home now. This is mm, entirely. I don't know. It's, a, it's your call. Let's well. do it. Now, this is interesting, Ruth. On the way here... Is we, it? Well, it could be. Well, let's, let's try. Should we try? Okay. Let's see if we get through to the end of it. We On the way here, we pass uh, a Marie Stopes centre. which For abortion. Is, it's an abortion clinic, basically. And uh, outside, there's always a little vigil. There's sometimes two or three people. Today, there's just one. And um, the person, he has a little sign up saying, I'm here to help you choose life. So, basically, anti-abortion uh, campaigners. And I thought, this bloke standing there... On his own, with his uh, with his little note, I'm here to help you choose life. And presumably he's got some leaflets, some Catholic leaflets, religion things. And he stands there, and I, I suspect that he gets mostly abuse. 
I'm, yeah. I'm not on his side of the argument at all. But I just said I have a sort of sneaking admiration for that. For I think that it's he's... ridiculous that you would even say you have an admiration. Well, for I him. have an admiration for his actual balls to stand there, yeah, knowing but... that all that's going to happen to him all day is he's going to get abuse. Nobody's going to say. I'd like to discuss this with you. Nobody's going to discuss it. No, with but them, it's are they? because because it's not the place to do something like that. Like women are coming there in a vulnerable position to seek help, and that is not the place. If someone's going to an abortion clinic, they've made up their mind. It's not a. And th- I think that often when you get the, the people who are anti-abortion think that women just like choose to have abortions out of the blue. Like you just wear, you know, you get pregnant and you're like, right, well, I'll get an abortion. Like it's not a really difficult decision. No, and the implication that does sometimes that, happen though. I mean, there, there will be cases. Yeah, of, of but that. The, gr- the vast majority yes, will not be like that. The vast majority and the idea that you'll be turning up at an abortion clinic and you've not thought about choosing life in quotation marks. Well, that's also what I mean. It's like a hopeless cause. No, but I know, but they're, they're doing it to, to guilt people, to shame people. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I think to stand out in out in front of an abortion clinic, I'm not having a go at people for being against abortion, even though I think that it's ridiculous. But you can have whatever opinion on abortion you want, and I know that people have it for a religious reason. But standing outside of an abortion clinic is not the place to voice those concerns. No, well, I, I tend to agree with all that, and I think he's completely wrong-headed. It's just that I have an admiration for the bloke himself who's standing there knowing that he's going to get abused, knowing that he's on he's on the side of the argument that at, th- at that particular position that he's standing will be considered to be the wrong side of the argument. Yeah, but no matter how much admiration you have for him being brave or whatever, that he's not... He's he's wrong, and it's a bad thing to do to women. But I still, I couldn't help myself having this thinking. Well, that guy's going to stand there all day. I mean, it's yeah, not, but it's quite a nice what day, is but... even a more difficult position to be in is going to get an abortion at a clinic. Our good friend Caitlin Moran, Catelyn. Um, yeah, Kathleen. Uh, but a lot of people could say Caitlin. It's Kathleen. Yeah, I think she it's said as well. that that name usually spelt that way would be Caitlin, but I say Kathleen, and my name is Kathleen. What a movie that would be! My name is Kathleen. Kathleen Moran has uh, tweeted: yeah. "Men of Twitter, what are the downsides of being uh, a man?" I saw this. Yeah, it was great. Some great. Uh, some, yeah, yeah, it was funny. Some funny ones. I couldn't find the funny ones. All I could find was the BBC on their news site. They uh, reprinted this. The BBC likes to suck the joy out of whatever they can. They suck the joy out of this, I'll tell you. Uh, Men of Twitter, what are the downsides of being a man? We discuss the downsides of being a woman very frequently. But what's going on with you lovely guys, says uh, Kathleen Moran. She's she's so funny, is Kathleen Moran. She is funny. And then the answers that they've printed on the BBC website weren't weren't that great. Phil Chan, a digital artist. So here, listen to some of them. <laughs> so would you, would you not want to hear them? They, no, 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 I do, I do. They weren't that funny. I mean, there were some very funny ones, but um, this is this is a sort of half decent one. Jin Laudine from Edinburgh in Scotland revealed that her four-year-old son told her he doesn't want to be a dad when he grows up. Instead, he's excited to be a mummy. When Jin <laughs> pointed out that most men don't become mothers, he became sad because. 
This is a quote from this precocious little four-year-old. Daddies have to work all the time. They never get to dance and nobody hugs them. Jill explained that she was shocked because her husband is very affectionate with his sons, but she presumes her son picked up the idea from nursery and television. His dad was devastated. He hugs him all the time and loves to dance. See, that's like me. I love to dance, but you always stop me. Oh, my you know, God. Yeah, you're precisely. such a bad dancer. Yeah. I haven't seen anything um, quite like it. Yeah, well, I don't know whether dance would be the right word. I don't know whether it fits into that. Mm, Should we talk some more about men and women? Yeah, go on. And then. feminism and stuff. Mm. Man-sized tissues. Oh, yes, it's been a big issue. They're dropping the man. Are they dropping the man? Or are they I not think they're going to the call man? them something else. Yeah, they're going to call yeah. them big tissues or something. I don't know. What do you think about that, though? I think it's pointless. I think there's, you know, man-sized tissues. I mean, you've been using man-sized tissues for years. They're good. But yeah, precisely. Has it ever bothered you for one moment? No, but I get, like, I do get it. Because, no, it doesn't bother you. But it's part of, like, a wider problem. Do you know what I mean? What's the wider problem? And also, the wider problem of man things being big and good and women things being little and dainty. Hmm. Like it perpetuates the stereotype. Apart from man-sized tissues, what other man things are big and good? Yorkies. Uh, <laughs> but they just call Yorkies. Yeah, uh, but Yorkies not for women, not for girls or something. That, that was an advert years ago. No, Yorkies. it used to be on the packet. Did it on the packet? Yeah, it had a like one of those red things that. Yes, it, well, it was a slogan by the. Um, it was on the packet. People. So Yorkies not for girls, which was a good thing because uh, Yorkies. Yeah, but the implication was that our little lady mouths wouldn't be able to handle the chocolate. Mm. Oh, don't you like having a little lady mouth? No, but that's not the point. I'm just saying that if people want man-sized tissues not to become man-sized tissues anymore, then it's not really that big of a deal. No, it's not that big of a deal. Well, is anybody saying it is? Nobody's, nobody's bothered about Well, yeah, about pe- loads of men really kicked off about it, and so did women. They probably like, kicked loads of people about kicked off about the idea that, oh, it's so stupid snowflakes there <laughs> well it is pretty stupid isn't it but it isn't stupid it because it does i get why people want them to be changed i've got one more thing about women if you want that now i do want that now how would you spell women <laughs> i would spell it uh, with an x in there somewhere mm. i've seen that i don't know what what is that explain so, that so what's it all about <clears throat> The Welcome Collection, a museum and library in London, sent a tweet promoting an event using the word women with an X in replace of the E. Um, and it led so to... W-M-O-M-X-N. Yeah. And it led to Twitter backlash from hundreds of women and an apology from the organisation. So they decided to use the word to get away from like patriarchal language because oh, women... Oh, the men at the end of it. Women is just um, like a suffix a prefix added to men mm. like women are less than men because women are a product of men yeah, although when you look at it men are at the end of the word then women are the yeah but men have their own word women is a word that has just been made from the word men ah right okay Dr Clara Bradbury Rance, fellow at King's College London, said the spelling stems from a long-standing objection to the word woman as it comes from man the word is also supposed to be inclusive of trans women and some non-binary people so that's what she said. So she's all all in favour of the X. No, I don't think she is. She was See, just explaining where idea. it comes from. I have a better idea. When um, magazines like Private Eye used to take the mickey out of feminists in the 70s, mm-hmm. they always used to call them women, spelt W-I-M-M-I-N, women. 
and everybody understands that because it sounds the same as women and it also doesn't have the word men in it mm. it's just women so, well anyway and a lot of people were saying it's stupid and stuff and it generally is stupid because you shouldn't be ashamed of being a woman so there oh so there so that's that's all on that on that one really well what do you think about this spelling well, i've given my answer my answer is you spell it w-i-m-m-i-n well that's you? the same as spelling it with an x so you agree that they should it should be spelled a different way no, because you can't pronounce it with an x Wumxen. no well they said that most people would pin- pronounce it wiminx wiminx so you want the x at the end well i mean i don't mind them messing with gender and stuff but i don't messing with spelling it's ridiculous. Whereas women is now an established term because it was used satirically. In the I've never 70s. heard of it. Well, because you weren't alive in the 70s. but they were... I think women is mocking there. Well, it was mocking, but now it could. But you might as well adopt it. In the same as uh, uh, gay people have adopted uh, queer, which was originally abuse. And, yeah. Um, and the way black people have uh, adopted the N-word, spelt differently, but have adopted the N-word, which was originally abuse. Hey, I've come up with something proper here. Women could adopt... I don't think women. you don't... came up with this. This I is didn't called, like naming it and claiming it. No, I'm claiming that. I am absolutely you, uh, that is, that. This is not your idea to reclaim the term. absolutely claiming women, W-I-M-M-I-N, as uh, the new way of spelling women. So there. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's talk music. Last week you had uh, Loyal Karna uh, doing a song called Ottolenghi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought you might be interested in a bit of Ottolenghi news. Yes. Yes. Um, he's Yotam Ottolenghi, as we know. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he's from Jerusalem originally. He's credited with transforming sprouts into a chic delicacy. He, he's, he's, yes, I know it's not going to work with you, but uh, basically... Well, I don't mind sprouts. He, he, the thing he's done, basically he does recipes that are vegetarian, so he's got yeah, loads, yeah. loads of vegetarians. But he's very much against this new trend to dress vegetables up as meat. So if you know you're going to... Some, oh, like, ro- like a roast chicken cauliflower thing. That's right. Yeah, um, Cauliflower yeah. steak you can get, and you can get those beetroot burgers so that they're made... The beetroot juice is almost like the sort of blood dripping out of a, of a burger. Mm-hmm. And he's against it. He's bemoaned the trend to create fake meat from vegetable mutations and products, uh, quotes, grown in a lab 
to take something as beautiful as a mushroom and mince it up and add things like beetroot juice to make it look like a burger. My God, he says, just go and have a burger. It's just so much effort and the mushroom itself was so nice before. You've got to really ask yourself why, what's the point? It's often something that's pretending to be meat, if you like. And you eat some I don't think it's pretending. Things. No one's... Well, let's take yeah, the mushroom, I don't, I don't agree the mushroom with out of the... You don't agree with him? Why is he complaining about that? He's complaining because he says it's uh, ridiculous. It's a lot of effort. Why not just eat a... You know, if you're going to be a vegetarian, eat vegetables. What? That's ridiculous. You are eating vegetables. That's so stupid. Because you have these things like corn sausages. Yeah, but that's different. That's not a vegetable doing anything else. No, it's not. That's so stupid. Uh, Now, the other thing that last week when we were doing the music, I was talking about... Graham Nash, I think, being born in 1942, mm-hmm. called him a war baby. And you said, is that a thing, a war baby? Yeah, um, well, and because I was saying that I think the term that you use, not that the, I believe that the term war baby exists, I wasn't saying that, but I think that the word you use to describe that generation is the silent generation. Well, let's um, prove that war baby exists because this is, I did promise you last week I'd play you the song. There is a song called War Baby by uh, Tom Robinson, and this is it. Smooth skin and tenderness, long ago on a dark night. Wish I could see you once again, just to remember that it was true. I want to be still beside you, quiet and still beside you, listening to your breathing and feeling your warmth again. Well, that's one of those oldies that you never hear. Uh, 1983, War Baby, Tom Robinson. Do you want to know a bit about Tom Robinson? Well, is this your song? That's my song. That's your song for that's this week? Song for this week, why not? No, I was just because it wasn't like, you didn't introduce it like, this is my song for this week. Uh, well, it was my song for this week. It oh. is my song. As well. But because I, I, I promised last week that I yeah, played yeah. War Baby. Yeah, but I thought I you were it. playing War Baby and then you were going to have another song. No, I wouldn't do that. No, that's what I thought. If I have two songs, you go mad. Yeah, if you had two songs and I only had one song, then yeah, I'd be mad. That's fair. Do you want to know a bit about Tom Robinson? Yeah, go on then. Well, he he was in a band called Sexer 27 in the 1980s. The band broke up. He was uh, bankrupt, technically, uh, after the band broke up and Uh depressed. So uh, he went to stay with a friend in Hamburg in Germany and lived in Germany, learnt German for a while, started playing in Germany, including in East Berlin, and that was seven years before the fall of the wall. He actually played in... So, you know the wall? The, the Berlin, Berlin wall. wall. Yes, I've heard of it. They just built it... Like, how long did it take to build? Do you know what I mean? Are you trying to get advice for Donald Trump here? No, well, no, did they build it just in one day, or what? No, uh, it was put up in 1956, I believe. 56, yeah. And so, what happened... Well, initially... What was uh, around the wall? Well, the wall split the sectors between uh, East Germany and West Germany, because East Germany was part of the Soviet bloc. This is during the Cold War. And when they were first building the wall, lots of people did flood through from the east to the west. Mm -hmm. Nobody particularly wanted to go from the west to the east. No. But when the wall went up and it didn't go up in a day but it went up very 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 quickly yeah because I've um, heard about like families being split in two because yes, they were on opposite sides of the walls precisely they were they were and you can go and see it now in, in, in Berlin where you know, the where wall was, was yeah where the wall was so that's what happened and he, he was working in East Germany before the wall came down so the wow. wall was still up so they so let him was, go to the other side you could, you, they let him go into, into the east I mean you could you were you could, allowed to do that you were allowed to go from the west to the east 
going from the east to the west. Uh, so what if you'd gone from the west to the east and then you wanted to get back from the east to the west? How did you get back from the east to the west? I think once you had the correct papers. Um, but don't forget, in 56, I was a very, very, very tiny baby. So I have absolutely no idea how it worked. But I think if you had the correct papers and you'd gone from the west to the east, obviously those papers would uh, be valid to go back from the east right. to the west. He describes writing the song while stoned after a bad experience at a gay sauna. Um, he, <laughs> that sounds like it's kind of a weird fever dream. Yeah, doesn't it? He, he wrote uh, straight down the first bits of the song, which only the very young and the very beautiful can be so aloof. And he said it was mostly stream of consciousness stuff. Only the um, very young and the very beautiful can be aloof. That's what he said. Can wow. Be so aloof. So aloof. So aloof. I think he was referring to the people in the gay sauna. But um, Was he gay then? Well, now, this is another interesting thing about Tom Robinson. Yes, I'm just was, asking all the right questions. Yes, he was gay, uh, but he got married and had two children. But he still asked to be identified as gay rather than bi. He also what, it, why? He said, I'm a gay man who's in love with a woman. That's what he that said. That is so weird. Well, you see, at the time, you thought that's a, you know, it was, it was a time before you had all the, you know, you could be gender fluid and all that, and the term hadn't even been invented yet. Would you like to introduce your song? Yes, my song is a song called I'm Going to Tell You by Barney Artist, featuring Jordan Rakai, yeah, who is the same person who Loyal Kana was featuring last week. This is the most famous song by Barney Artist, and it was released in 2016. That's Barney Artist, which I'm guessing wasn't the name he was born with. No, I don't know what the name he was born with was but he doesn't have a wikipedia page or anything so i can't find out um he is 26 years old and he's from east london Mm. from forest gate yeah that place yes it is quite near west ham and that is the closest thing to jazz i'm gonna get because he kind of fuses hip-hop with jazz yeah it's very nice and it's it's kind of like very similar to the loyal kana kind of like poetic hip-hop which i'm liking at the moment yes it's it's sort of smooth hip-hop Mm. Uh, sort of almost like dad friendly hip hop here's good news for womankind Ruth Chinese scientists have created healthy baby mice with two mothers did you see that this and, is good news we can get rid of the men and, alas and no father pushing back the barriers to same sex reproduction in humans mice that had two fathers were also born but survived for only a couple of days uh, the See, work, yes, that's what happens. Yeah, the work hinged on using genetic editing techniques to tackle genomic imprinting, a mechanism in mammals that means DNA must usually be present from a mother and father to create healthy offspring. But, but they've created it with uh, two mothers. Yeah, well, I think it was only a matter of time before they'll be able to do that because a woman contains all the things that you need to make another person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we did this about this a, a bit in like school or I read about it or something like we contain the egg and we've got all the chromosomes I think that you will be able to do it I don't think it's a good idea because you still know. need men for getting you know John of Gherkins that's that oh this is so the, oh my god this is the worst thing I've ever heard and who will you moan at if you've not got men who uh, oh I hate you know what whose fault will it be no if you know no oh my god this thing annoys me so much people are always sharing stuff on Twitter that's like um 
in the 1800s women were never right in the 1900s women fought for their rights in in 2000 women are always right and it's so patronizing and i absolutely but hate so true. it the thing about those oh my god they so, is, it's so not true that women yeah when everything goes because it's just the thing that men say no no people say I've, well maybe women have stopped saying it now because it has been cliche but the number of times i've heard over the years yes if women were in charge we'd never get in this there'd never be any wars if women but, were in charge interesting though because Right, I've got two things to say here. <laughs> First of all, imagine what the world would be like if half of the human race were utilised in the last 2,000 years. Do you know what I mean? The way that they're... The way that, if women had always been allowed to speak and do things the way that they are now for the past 2,000 years, imagine the, the influence we would have had on technology and science and stuff. Number two, women are always called over emotional so we have to work really hard not to be emotional and like did you see you know when hillary clinton was in like car or whatever you know when she going through her email the email palaver yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. i'm not saying i support hillary clinton anyway but what well, we are saying this week email palaver not email pavlova which means... <laughs> and she kept it together she was absolutely calm and cool because she had to be because she knew that she would get massive backlash mm. of you know because there's still all these people that are like women are too emotional to to lead countries and women's like mood swings and hormones and menstrual cycles mean that they shouldn't be allowed to have positions of power because yeah, they're I'm un- not saying that that's no, no no well no I'm not saying that <laughs> um, all I'm saying is who's getting the keep together. Who but got- then did you see Brett Kavanaugh's uh, when he was testifying yeah. almost crying he was screaming and the woman who testified against him what well, was her name was- uh, the woman was Doctor something, Doctor, Blazy mm. Ford, I think. Blazy Ford, yeah, and you're right. You're you know right. what I mean. Kavanaugh, what a wuss. Yeah, true. No, and then Donald Trump was getting all het up, wasn't he? And women do generally have to keep their cool a lot better than men, and like you can even see it with Theresa May. Like that's probably why she gets called cold quite a lot because her way of showing that she's not over emotional is to be overly cold mm. and again not saying that's part of her politics but women do have a pressure when they're trying to be leaders no, no i think women leaders are a great idea i think uh, angela merkel i have great admiration for angela merkel she's so german i think the world probably if uh, women had 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 not been suppressed for uh, these years yeah. would have been exactly the same i don't think it'd be any do you not I think, think women so? are just as capable of uh, oh no i mean of war and all the oh other. yeah yeah no i don't i don't think that I do think that women are better communicators, though. And I think, well, not this, but if women and men had always been equal, then there wouldn't be the such toxic masculinity problems. And I do think that the idea of, like, macho... Machismo. Machismo behaviour does have a part to play in war. And also the fact that in the olden days, we had so many people who just inherited positions of power and still in like more so in american politics i think the world would be the same if the if women were allowed to have the same positions but were not actually equal with men but if men and women were fully equal then the world would be a very different place let's look at some emails now ruth and uh, bad news for you with your french you're going to have to learn different sorts of french because uh, Catherine, who's an old friend who's now lives in Switzerland, sent an email and said it probably won't come up in your A-levels, Ruth, but did you know there are some words in Swiss French that are completely different from the ones yeah. in France? Do you know what septante is in uh, Swiss French? Nope. Septante is soixante-dix. 
Wow. Yeah. I have another one of these. So my um, French conversation assistant, who I have like a 20-minute conversation slot every week, is from Dunkirk. And she speaks Flemish as well as French. Yeah. And one of the Flemish words that she was telling me about this week was mop. Like they have a completely different word for mop. And they would never use the French word for mop in Dunkirk. Those people speak French and then throw in the Flemish yeah, word for mop. Yeah, but just like a ridiculous... Like, what a weird word to have a completely different word for. Anyway, Catherine says, I can't stand Piers Morgan either, she says. I pref- yeah, but, she says, I prefer BBC Breakfast. Oh. Yes, you may think it boring, but at least I don't get to, to start the day getting wound up by that. No, I like to get riled. Yeah. They rile me up in the morning, then yes, I'm out. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, and we have somebody here, bless him, who's listening in Vietnam. He says, Vietnam? Yeah, Vietnam. The war's still going on. No, it's not. And you can say, well, it definitely isn't because he's in North Vietnam, not South Vietnam. He says, uh, I've recently discovered your podcast. I'm loving listening. I currently live and work in Vietnam, but I have a teenage daughter back in the UK. Aww. He says, I often Skype my daughter and we talk about the usual school, homework, etc. Uh, but your podcast has inspired me to extend our chance uh, to something a bit more intellectual. And it, helped, I don't know how that and it helps to keep us both interested when uh, conversations running out he says keep up the good work and he's also uh, been listening to me on o- overnight radio on talk uh. radio he says which is on so it, it, this actually fed into that he listened to the podcast first and li- listened to me on talk wow. radio wow that doesn't happen very often and uh, it gives me the chance to say good morning Vietnam which you won't know it's an old film with Robin Williams now, if you do want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. It's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. And, because we didn't mention it earlier, if you want to hear the songs in full, then you can go over to Spotify and search Martin and Ruth, and that'll go to our profile, or just Ruthie, me and my dad, and that'll take you straight to the playlist with all the songs from all the weeks. You're doing history at school, aren't you? Would Indeed. You, would you say it's too white? This is uh, a claim from uh, academics who've begun a campaign to make history less white and less Eurocentric in schools and universities. What's your view? It's the Royal yeah, Historical Society. Yeah, I think it definitely is. And the idea in kind of any other different cultures are then just taught as like savage. Although I did do about the American West when I was at high school and we did learn all about like Native Americans and stuff. But yeah, it definitely is. But then also there's a lot... Most people just have better knowledge of a lot of white history. So then also, like I'm studying Russia, there wasn't really any people who weren't white. But then there's never any modules about like African history or Oriental history Mm. or anything like that. So yeah, I think it is, but I don't know enough about anything. I don't know enough about history to be able to... Do you realise that when our colleague Matt puts this uh, podcast online, he likes to take out a little quote and put it on the feed. And the quote he might take out this week is where you said, I don't know much about anything, which is what you just I said. I don't think I know enough about anything. I don't know enough about anything, yeah. I know well, much about some stuff. West Wing, Grey's Anatomy. I test you on any of those. I'm mastermind. I've not even finished Grey's Anatomy. You've not finished it yet? Well, no. How many, how many episodes of that did you make? There's 14 seasons. Mm, yeah. What I was going to say about history is the problem is history is written by the winners. 
you know so obviously mm. when you learn about Russia it is all very very white but I'm assuming that you know when you look at the Russian population now there must have been lots of people there's quite a big Muslim community in Russia there's quite a... we do sort of talk about that and we talk about like the, all the pogroms and stuff and I guess that's kind of as not white history I don't yeah, know lots of Jews in Russia yeah but, and yeah. we do talk about kind of ethnic cleansing that went on in Russia but we generally are examining like Lenin and Stalin's actions so then it's naturally going to be more white Mm. and more men but there's never any options for modules which are about African history or and of course you haven't got that much time somebody uh, from uh, Buckingham University uh, which I think is a private university said uh, it's important to all young people to study history but it's also important that in the limited time available the most important features are imparted mm. content should be decided on that basis not the need to emphasise diversity yeah but how do you decide what's important well I suppose shifts in you know great national international yeah. shifts and things which because I think like the partition people... of India it's absolutely massive shift it's mm. just not important to the countries where history is more widely taught do you know what i mean the countries where there are like these big institutional universities and stuff and not the countries where there is a lot so of not white this country i should think so i mean i know you're learning about russia but in this country i think partition will be a major part of the syllabus i would have thought at some uh, point i don't know it should be because as far as the the british empire is concerned it was a huge shift you know, mm. massive shift seismic and when you consider what's happened since you know in terms of yeah. race relations and stuff i mean you could learn about partition and it would actually give you a, a, a picture of our society in the 50s as, you know as much as yeah. anything else britain was divesting itself of empire at that point and uh, also you had you know the questions of racism and all sorts of questions would arise yeah. but i also think that i've heard some people talk about i don't know enough about this to properly explain what the mm. argument was but a lot of people talk about in america how after segregation there was people like martin luther king and rosa parks who were fighting for that you only learn about the same characters year upon year you just learn about the martin luther king the rose parks it's not very wide and you get this with like florence nightingale and mary seacole Mary Seacole had a massive impact, but you don't learn about it as much as Florence Nightingale. I think you do now, though, don't but you? But you don't. Mary's... No, you still don't, because there's a lot more information about Florence Nightingale See, because she's a respected of, woman. I'd never heard of Mary Seacole. Never. That was not... And I can guarantee you that anybody who learned history in the uh, 60s, mm. 70s, 80s wouldn't um, had no idea who Mary Seacole was. But these days, Mary Seacole's more or less front and centre. I want to tell you about these Instagram accounts that post just one picture and it's the same picture every single day. So the picture can be anything from a stock photo of a gherkin to a cutout of Danny DeVito's face. There are some accounts featuring a shirtless Gibby from the sitcom iCarly, a Supreme Brick. Why is that a shirtless Gibby from... Gibby was a character from iCarly. It was like a Nickelodeon kids show. Wow. Um, Did you watch it? I've never even heard of iCarly. A little bit. I wasn't really. A, I wasn't really a Nickelodeon kid. I was more of a CBBC kid because yeah. we didn't have. When I was, we only got like Sky when I was like eleven or twelve or something. No, I think we had Sky from almost. From we the, didn't. We because we had it when I was really little, and then we didn't have it, and then we just had CBBC because I never used to watch Nickelodeon. So mm. I feel like I maybe just missed out on that, and then I was How back into spell like. It, I like yeah. a lowercase I then Carly C A R L Y. Mm. She made like um an internet vlog series thing. Oh. 
It's face good. Um, a supreme brick, a person falling, a red croc, a pink croc, a dog called Kevin, and a lone chicken chicken nugget. And they just post the same pictures every single day, and it's very funny. And then they said. I was reading this article about it and I was like, that equivocation between mesmeric boredom and elusive amusement seems key to the whole phenomenon. <laughs> so they're doing it deliberately, this is like a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. They just day. do it and there was one account that like posted a picture and then they were they posted one picture the next day and they were like, guys, I think I'm going to have to um, stop now. It's just too hard. <laughs> so they just post like two pictures. Right. So in a way, it's a sort of reaction about against the people who are posting different stuff. Because yeah, the whole time, I yeah. think it's the idea that like you have to there has to be something new all the time. People are constantly creating content. Yeah. And everything's so quick, and the idea that something is just the same every day and you don't even have to think about it is like it's funny. The paradigm. Well, paradigm. That's. Uh, good words to throw into the mix and uh, you're looking up a meme as far as Mm -hmm. as I can see so this is the meme of the week this is another like dad jerk pun thing I was home for Christmas and my parents cooked a beef tenderloin I said man Budapest is going to love this they asked who Budapest was I said I named my stomach Budapest because it's the capital of Hungary and that's when they stopped (laughs) calling me son very good I like it um, just let's uh, remind people of where they can uh, get this. You can download it, obviously, from where well, you'll be listening to it now. Uh, but do uh, raters, reviewers, uh, subscribe, uh, either on iTunes, Acast, uh, wherever, your favourite podcast provider. If you want to send us an email, it's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Spotify details again? It's Martin and Ruth, or Ruthie, me and my dad. And if you're on Spotify, you can get pretty well ever since we've been doing the music, mm-hmm. uh, full versions of uh, all the songs that mm-hmm. we've played. So thank you for listening <laughs> and goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.